Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, the 6th of July. I hope your week's going well. If you're off this week, enjoying the holidays, uh, great for you. And we got some a little bit of economic news coming out today. The Fed talked yesterday. We'll talk about that more. Oh, and Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in this world that we cannot control. However, you can control the risk you have in your portfolio. You just need to know what that risk should be and what it is to make the adjustment. And that's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. Hey, we've got Dave coming up next. No, 5.7 Light FM. That'd be Fergie there from Black Eyed Peas. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Check in on your money and find out what's going on on Wall Street this morning. What happened overnight and what's likely to happen today. What's likely to happen today ain't particularly good news at this early time. Let's confirm our outlook with our friend Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's patiently waiting at his office in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing uh, doing well today on this short week, uh, but the markets are not, uh, they're, they're just not cooperating the first half, the first part of this quarter. No, no, they aren't. Yesterday, it, it looked to me like it was just one of those, we're not just feeling real optimistic about the Federal Reserve, and at 2 p.m. when the minutes came out for the Open Market Committee meeting, they were profoundly unimpressed. Dow ended up down 130 yesterday. S&P was down by 9 NASDAQ was down by about 25 yesterday. None of them are catastrophic drops, but uh, the Federal Reserve minutes, I mean, they didn't, get a, they, they didn't get into a food fight, but it sounded like it almost came close to it because that quarter point increase that we had two months ago and the whole last month, that was not exactly a unanimous decision, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. And um, <clears throat> so I suspect that based on what we'll talk about in a few minutes as far as some of the economic news is that uh, it looks to me like we'll probably get a at least a quarter percent hike next time they meet. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised, Dave, with some of the hot numbers we're seeing that they could even push a half a point just to uh, try to get on top of this deal. That would take a that would take a, a baseball bat to the market's kneecaps. Yeah, it was, there was a little bit of disagreement. Oh, we we'll go we we'll go a little farther. A lot of disagreement at the open market committee meetings reflected in yesterday at two p.m. This is from last month's meeting where they decided to hold on rate increases for a month, and we all got optimistic, figuring that okay, fine, maybe we're going to go to that plan that got leaked out by that uh, fake phone call to Paulson a few months ago. That we're looking at maybe two one quarter percent increases this year, and that the big jump in interest rate increases, the 10 in a row that they did last year, that it was going to finally end, and we were going to actually end up having something predictable. And then, well, last week we got uh, inflation actually subsiding by a little bit, good news. GDP growing at a 2% rate, which is considerably better than they expected, but still decent, and that kind of gave us a little bit of pause. Then out comes the private sector report this morning. They expected us to add about 236,000 private sector jobs last month. And we ended up with a better part of half a million, 497,000 jobs. I'm, now, I, I, I hate to sound negative on the notion of people having an easy time finding a job, but this is not what the feds are looking for at all, is it? 
It really isn't, Dave, and that's a substantial um, uh, over uh, achievement from what was expected. I mean, the expectation was like two hundred twenty thousand new jobs, right. and and to come at almost five hundred thousand. I mean, that's just a a huge increase. Now we have seen ADP be wrong before, right? When it comes to um, non-farm payrolls coming up from the government number, but we get that tomorrow morning, and we'll see how close things really kind of lie hand in hand between ADP and the government number. But man, if ADP's number is any indication of what we're going to see tomorrow from the U.S. government number, that's um, the Fed's not liking what they're seeing. And we've got a Fed meeting coming up in a couple of weeks, and we aren't necessarily going to like what this does. Yeah, ADP's absolute numbers are almost never spot on, but they do have a pretty good track record as to direction. And a major increase in jobs created during a month is pretty much now what we can expect for next week. And from what I saw in my news ticker, uh, the market was not particularly happy with that bit of information because they're gleaning about the same implication out of it that we are, that uh, uh, this kind of makes an interest rate increase later on this month a fait accompli because the Dow was profoundly unimpressed by it, weren't they? Yeah, they were. No- nothing was impressed. I mean, we've got everything now. Uh, down between three quarters and one one and a half percent right now. So it's uh, yeah, it, it took a it took a real nosedive when those numbers came out. Absolutely. The other bit of employment news that comes out for a Thursday morning is first time jobless claims. That one was about you know about nuts on where it's expected to be. They expected two hundred and forty five thousand. They ended up with two hundred and forty eight. So we're not. We're creating a potload of jobs, and nobody's getting taken out of a job. So you put it together, and uh, the employment picture is really pretty bright in the economy right now. And for when we've got a central bank that's trying to slow it down, that's not what they're looking for. You're right; it's, it's really not. And so, um, yeah, it's one of those things. We just have to wait and see what happens. But tomorrow's numbers, I think, will be uh, really important for what the Fed decides to do uh, later in the month. They're suddenly looming large. Other things that got delayed from yesterday, the mortgage uh, mortgage applications, not going to have much of an effect on the marketplace, but mortgage applications dropped by 4.4% last week. Uh, it's another delayed number that uh, got messed up by the, uh, by the 4th of July holiday. So we're looking at that possibility, and uh, that kind of brings into other news that affects us. Uh, you and I have talked about Bitcoin now. And we haven't been particularly favorable to it. I've always said that it's probably the best thing to do with your for, to buy Bitcoin is use the money that you put at a sports betting site and see what happens. Evidently, some of the folks that didn't take our advice are doing okay on Bitcoin for the moment, aren't they? Yeah, it obviously depends on when you bought it, right? Because it got up to over sixty, and now it's at thirty-one. But it's the best it's been in thirteen months. Um, you know, this morning it, it hit a thirteen-month high. And a lot of that's because of some optimism that's growing out there that that uh, that BlackRock is going to create an ETF tied to Bitcoin. And so it will make it an easier avenue for people to actually buy Bitcoin on the stock market. Now, you, you can't do that. You have to go to another exchange that does digital currency and, and you have to buy it that way. Um, so. That's going to be interesting to see what happens and to see if the SEC actually allows uh, BlackRock to create this ETF and, and, and push it out there. Absolutely. Outside of the ease of buying it, too, what I'd see if BlackRock suddenly is saying, 
let's do this fund that allows you to invest in Bitcoin. It also adds some legitimacy to it that it hasn't had before. I mean, BlackRock and the financial markets getting into something, you know, rivals the papal blessing as far as the quality of an investment is concerned. So in addition to the fact that it's easier to buy, i got to believe that makes the uh, cryptocurrencies look a heck of a lot more legitimate to a lot more investors. Yeah, I, I think so, Dave. It, it does. It, it, you know, the more that it's available, you know, the increased availability continues to give it um, uh, some more uh, prestige, as you, if you will, and makes it easier to actually be able to buy it. Absolutely. I still am going to stand on my notion that I think I'd use my sports betting budget for uh, buying Bitcoin. How about you? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think that uh, it's still untested. We'll, we'll have to, you know, long term what really happens there. Hey, on another oh, note yeah. there, Dave, interest rates are going crazy. We've got the 10-year, ah. 10-year over 4%, 4.05. Um, everything is inverted now against the 30-year. Um, and everything's inverted against the, the 10, uh, except for the 30 Right, we've got the twelve-month uh, note at, at almost five and a half percent. The two years at five point eleven. I mean, it, these are just some crazy interest rate numbers. Oh, I, yeah, we were ruminating about that before we went on the air. The idea that a three-month Treasury bill is now sitting at uh, five and a quarter percent. Why on earth would you go into equities and get five and a half percent on a short-term note? Right. Oh yeah, at least at least in the short term. I mean, that's uh, definitely something to keep in mind. Now, obviously, that's not uh, you're not going to get that at the banks, um, not without not not for twelve months or three months or or six months. And maybe you go out two years, they may give you five. Uh, but uh, but we're not seeing uh, at least from a local standpoint much in that area yet. Now, nationally, you can go out and buy some short term um, broker CDs. At at some five five percent and better rates for three six and nine months right now. As as you said though, the banks themselves are being very conservative. Witness what we saw happen to a couple of regional banks a few months ago. They ain't going to go out on a limb and start paying outrageous interest rates on their CDs. Now they've already gotten in trouble by keeping their balances screwed up. They're uh, it's it's going to be a while before we see numbers like that coming out of the corner bank. I assume. That's true. I mean, they're going to have to stay this way for a while before we start to see it really hit the retail level at the street. Oh, yeah. Other things going on that really haven't attracted a lot of attention just for the sake of mentions that they know that we know. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is now following the Secretary of State over to China. She's trying to make nice and uh, and get on speaking rooms with the Chinese. Nobody's said anything about that in the press, but if she gets a meeting with somebody with a rank over in China, I'll consider that relatively good news just because uh, peace in the valley beats not speaking to each other, I'd say. Yeah, you know, it's um, and who knows when they talk with China, what's it really how relevant does it really become? Well, given the fact they weren't even answering our phone calls before, <laughs> the fact they'll put her up in a Motel 6, I'd consider an advantage one way or the other. <laughs> Resetting the table for the morning. It was a modest off day yesterday. It looked like it was going to be another modest off day this morning until the private sector employment numbers came out. 45 minutes before we start trading. What are we looking at today, Philip? The only thing I can see green is the VIX. 
Um, <laughs> right now, everything else is solid red numbers. We've got the Dow down eight tenths of a percent. That's a little over two hundred seventy-five dollars. The S and P five hundred is down nine tenths. That's a little over forty dollars. And the Nasdaq one hundred is down one point, almost one point two percent, one hundred seventy-seven dollars. And then you got the Russell two thousand. It's leading the way, Dave. Down one point, almost one point four percent this morning uh, before we start trading. So. Definitely a lot of red ink this morning. Uh, on the other side, we got silver back down 2% this morning, well below 23 at 22.93 an ounce. Uh, we got gold down almost 1% at $1,909 an ounce. And then crude oil is down 7 tenths to $71.29 a barrel. That's about where it was yesterday, if memory serves, don't you think? I, I think so. Yeah, it sounds about right. Overseas markets are profoundly unimpressed by what's going on as well. The Asian rim just had a major sell-off. I'm not 100% sure why, but the Hong Kong market was down by a full 3% of the close this morning. Japan and the uh, Shanghai market, not far behind, but not at the worst case like Hong Kong was. They were all red, though. Over on the European theater, well, the European markets are doing something similar. Everybody's down by like a percent, percent and a half. A couple are a percent and three quarters over in the United Kingdom. It's not a good day on Wall Street or on the equivalent there, too, in the Asian Rim or over in Europe. So let's see if we can't weather it and do it again tomorrow. Philip, how do I find you to get out of this problem with my retirement fund? You know, the numbers we're seeing now are exactly the reason we created the core retirement design to help people manage the amount of risk they have in their current portfolio, because that is the one thing that folks can control within their portfolio. Give us a call at 863 382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And we'll cross our fingers for a little bit more calm tomorrow morning. I mean, the overseas markets make us look like we're absolutely on Valium. It's a kind of a scary morning so far. We'll see you tomorrow morning, Philip. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember that first. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I know it's rocky out there, but hey, don't forget our core retirement analysis will help you determine what direction you need to take in your portfolio. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye now.